And now from McAllen City Hall, a meeting of the McAllen City Commission. Good afternoon and welcome to the regular City Commission meeting for January 25th, 2021. If you please stand with me for the Pledge of Allegiance followed by the invocation by Commissioner Javier Villalobos. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Please bow your heads. Heavenly Father, we come to you for your guidance as we begin this meeting. We ask that you help us deliberate and make the best decisions for our citizens. We ask that you bless each and every person in this meeting to protect them and their families from any ailments. We ask that you comfort those who have been afflicted with COVID and ask for your guidance for our governments to efficiently administer vaccines. Grant safe passage home to all that are here today and always protect them. We ask this in your name. Amen. Okay. We have no proclamation today, huh? It's pretty interesting. But our first item of business is a public hearing, so we're going to convene the public hearing to hear recommendations from the McAllen Planning and Zoning Commission. Mr. Garcia, you want to go through the routine items, please? Yes, sir. Good evening. So there are two rezonings today listed under routine. Uh, as always, uh, they come with a favorable recommendation from the Planning and Zoning Commission. Uh, but, and, well, let me rephrase that. Um, they come with a favorable recommendation and there was no opposition, but as always, if uh, there's opposition here or if discussion is warranted, uh, we can remove those items. And those items are an R2 to R3A at 1009 Cedar, and then an R4 to C3 at 1312 South Ware. Okay. Is there anyone here to appear in opposition to either of these items, uh, uh, 1A, 1, and 2? Any opposition? Okay, here none entertain a motion to approve items 1A, 1A, 2 as presented. Motion, motion to, to approve. approve. Second. Motion and second. Any discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. B, conditional use permits. One. Yes, sir. So this is a CUP for one year for a bar. Uh, this property is located on the northeast corner of North 23rd and Alana. Uh, it is zone C3 with um, zoning of C3 in all directions. Surrounding uses include businesses, uh, offices, as well as other bars. Uh, the applicant is proposing to continue operating their bar, Aranas, uh, Wednesday through Sunday from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Uh, the initial CUP for this bar was approved in July of 2007 and has been approved continuously. Uh, their last renewal was December of 2019. Um, staff did receive one letter of opposition uh, citing the number of existing bars in the area. I will note to that, uh, this isn't a new bar, it's a renewal. Um, the item was heard at the January 5th Plan and Zoning Commission meeting. At that meeting, there was no opposition, um, and PNZ voted to disapprove with a favorable recommendation. Yes, ma'am. To the variances to that. I think there's a, a city, uh, there's a church and a city library, yes, of course. Sir. Okay. Uh, so, is anyone here otherwise here in opposition to this item? I just have a question. Yes. Okay. We, we have... Uh, Said yes to these to this permit since 2006. Yes. That, okay. Yeah. And so does she get? Does she come every year? I don't remember seeing. Every year, ma'am. Every yes. year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So. She's not within 200 feet or anything. It's just. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. So move to approve as stated. Okay. Second. 
Motion is second to approve the conditional use permit as presented. Any discussion? Hearing all in favor say aye. Aye. All the same sign, motion carried. Next item is amend the zoning ordinance for items A1 and 2 as above, which we approve. So moved. Motion is second. Any uh, discussion? Hearing none, all those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. That's the end of the public hearing for planning and zoning commission recommendations. The next one is item D, a public hearing for variance uh, under the alcoholic beverage code. Mr. McPherson. Yes, sir. So the address here is 3701 North Bicentennial, Suite 130. Uh, this property is located on the west side of Bicentennial, approximately 550 feet south of uh, Nolana. It is zoned C3. Jason Sony in his C3 to the west and north, R1 um, well, to the east, um, and R3C to the south. Surrounding uses include commercial plazas, Frost Bank, and the College of Healthcare Professionals, as well as residential properties. The applicant is proposing to sell beer and wine for off-premise consumption only at El Torito Meat Market. Uh, the meat market is open every day from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m., but obviously sales of alcohol will comply with uh, state law. Uh, the College of Healthcare Professions is within the 300-foot radiance, so um, a distance requirement variance is needed. Staff does recommend approval due to the property not directly facing the school and also the fact that the school is largely for adults. Yes. Is there any here, here uh, appear in opposition to the granting of this conditional use permit for a packaged liquor establishment? Okay. That's the applicant. They're not oh, there. There is. Second. second. Now, there's several bars right next to it. Yeah, so a motion and a second to approve. <clears throat> Any further discussion? Hearing none, all in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Item two consent agendas. Anything to take, be taken off the consent agenda? <laughs> I just have a question on one. Which, which item? Uh, G. G. Okay, we'll take that one off. Anything else? Oops. Okay, hearing none. I'll make a motion to approve items 2A through 2F. Okay, motion for 2A through F. And have a second. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Close, same sign, motion carried. G. It just says consideration and approval of a temporary long-term food permit. For who? There's no answer. There's no entity. It's just general. Okay. Yeah, so the next one comes in, they can get, they don't have to go, so it's not yeah, it's, it's It'll be a six-month um, long-term permit and for a cost of $100. Okay. Motion to approve. Yeah, motion to approve. Got a second? Second. Thank you. Second. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Item three. 3A is consideration and approval of the agreement, uh, agreement renewal for Blizz Investments DBA Subway. Here's a question before the meeting. Good evening, Honorable Mayor, City Commission. Um, the Transit Department is requesting the authorization for a lease agreement renewal with Bliss Investments LLC, doing business at Subway at the Central Station in downtown McAllen. The lease, lease renewals for a period of 10 years with two additional five-year options. Um, and this, this agreement has a minimum rent of 7.75% of gross receipts and a maximum of 9.75% of annual gross receipts. Additionally, the, the concessionaire will pay a sum equal to 25% for gross vending receipts, and staff is recommending approval. Yeah, so the, the, the question the, I had during workshop was, is there a minimum dollar amount uh, for the rent? And I guess there isn't, is there? 
No, I mean it's 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 is always it, been for the first twenty years. It's always been just a straight percentage. Is that, that typical, or do, do we have some risk on the downside of, of not collecting as much as we would anticipate? We, we've, I mean, we've not had an issue. I mean, we we average prior to COVID, of course, uh, forty five hundred dollars a, uh, a month for rent. I've uh, never had an issue, and so we think um, that we want to keep it the same way. Okay, so you you've experienced an average monthly rent. Uh, just off of their sales, which is what you consider to be a, a market rent, and so you're, you're comfortable with that. Right, yeah, I mean, and we, we also did some research, you know, in, in order to renew the contract, <coughs> and the research that we found is that any, anywhere between 6 and 10% is what, what you should expect to, to pay in gross receipts for, for a restaurant. Okay. Motion approved. Motion approved. Second. Motion and second. Any further discussions? Hear none. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Thank you. Okay. Uh, 4A, Mayor is providing for a substantial amendment to the fiscal year 1920 CDBG home uh, for CDBG CD round three funds. Mayor, City Commissioner, and City Manager, the item before you is an amendment to the 2019 annual action plan. The proposed amendment includes the approval of the use of CDBG COVID round three funds. The city's allocation is a little over $1 million. From this, nine projects are proposed, including funding for micro and small business economic development activities, the provision of housing for patients undergoing COVID treatment, the purchase of a vehicle to deliver library resources, the installation of air filtration systems for eligible city buildings, dynamic message boards, and the continuation of the senior food assistance, as well as administrative activities. The item appeared before the CD board on Thursday, January 21st, and it was approved unanimously. Staff recommends approval of the proposed amendment. Okay. All moved. Second. Any questions or comments? Uh, question on the air filtration system. Yes. Uh, is, it, uh, is it a filtration system that would help with uh, COVID and, and spreading? Yes, that, that is the intent, yes. Great, great. So you know, it's multiple buildings, right? It looks like it's a- We are at this point considering the Palmview Community Center and the Los Encinos Police Network Center. Those are two CDBG eligible um, facilities that would provide services to neighborhood residents. Depending on the cost, then we would be able to um, uh, to identify additional um, Did you say Las eligible Palmas Community Center? Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the question. Did you say Las Palmas Community Center? Uh, Palmview Community Center. Oh, okay. You said two, though. Palmview Palmas Community Center and uh, Los Encinos Police Network Center. Okay. okay. All right. These were the two we would begin with. So we have a motion to second. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. And let me do a little housekeeping, please. Is there a Mr. James Poole? And uh, is he here? And I think he's on Zoom. Yeah, Mr. Poole, you said you wanted item number two, agenda item, and I wasn't sure which one that was. If we covered it, do you still want to speak? Or He's on mute. Mr. Poole, can you unmute? Got it? Uh, and Mr. Poole, could you hear me that uh, you had requested for the commitment, the sign-up form for comment, and it had item two. I didn't know which item two was, because that's really technically, it's our um, uh, consent agenda, so I didn't know if you had a particular item on there or you want to make any comment relating to the agenda. Right, okay. Um, I presume that's a no. Okay, next item is the uh, item 4B. 
Four B is uh, providing for a budget amendment for capital roller uh, rollover projects. Uh, Mayor and commissioners, this is specifically on the capital improvement fund, where we uh, fund projects every year. Um, the projects that are before you are projects that have been started, and obviously we estimate how much is going to be spent in a fiscal year, uh, and we estimate as close as we can. So once the new year comes in, if the project's not finished, we move the rest of the money over, and so. It shouldn't be any new money on these projects, and so we recommend approval. Well moved. Second. I had a question. It was there was like 16 or 17 projects. Is it, it seems unusual in the years of COVID because of that uh, delayed some projects or yeah. No, it's just that we've got a lot of projects that are ongoing. Uh, you know, many of them are drainage projects, and so from the bond issue. Uh, well, no, that's not true. That's that's capital projects. So it's just we got a lot of projects going on. Okay, um, it was kind of confusing to try to, to read it, but I understood that. Well, real quick, so if you look at the top of the of the memo uh, from Yvette, for for example, you had an original budget of 191, and so we were estimating that's how much money we were going to need. That's the first project right there. So we estimated we we're going to need 191 thousand dollars for this fiscal year, and we were off by 4,000. And so basically, we're moving that money over that we didn't spend. So we can have it this fiscal year. So it's just moving money from last year that was budgeted to this fiscal year. Okay, and some of the money is the project's been finished, but it came in under budget or is under, bid under budget or no? That's what I couldn't understand. Uh, the only exception to what I just said, if you go down like say to Harvey, that means uh, probably that we thought that we were going to uh, finish the project and didn't, and so we're having to move the money over. Okay. You see that where it's blank on original yeah, budget? Okay. That'd be the only difference. Okay. I might point out in the caption of the ordinance on the fourth line, the word capital is misspelled. Okay. So if you could please correct that. Probably just a typo. Type error. Okay. <laughs> do I, I, don't, I don't have a, do I have a motion to approve the uh, uh, so moved. Yes. Yeah, motion and second to approve the capital project rollover budget okay. amendment. Uh, any further comments? All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Item five, variance. This is a request for a variance to the subdivision improvement required for Bella Vista Ranch subdivision. Good evening, Vista. Mayor, Commissioners, City Manager. Uh, Bella Vista Ranch subdivision is a two lot single family residential subdivision. Um, it's approximately 3.2 acres. It's located in the city's ETJ along the east side of 56th Street and about a, um, less than half a mile north of Lark Avenue. So it sits between um, Taylor Road and Sherry Road and between uh, Lark, which is four mile and five mile. Um, the subdivision is responsible for their share of their paving, drainage, and sidewalk improvements through the limits of their subdivision for 56th Street, and that length is approximately 143 feet. Uh, the subdivision is proposing access for one of the lots off of Taylor <coughs> Road through a 15-foot ingress-egress easement across another property, across a private property, um, but both lots, as shown on the subdivision plat, have frontage on 56th Street. Which, the developer's is? engineer is requesting, uh, in lieu of uh, completing the improvements of 56th Street, they are requesting a uh, contractual agreement to allow them to do that at a future time when the city puts in 56th Street. 
However, there is an existing subdivision just across the street from them on the west side of 56th Street, Sherry Manor subdivision that is constructing their improvements for 56th Street. So staff's recommendation, although we have various options there, um, staff's recommendation is disapproval of the contractual agreement due to that ongoing construction on 56th Street, and we recommend the developer build their share of improvements. Okay. Before we ask the people, I had a question. So <coughs> is it on the property to the west, is that going to be a half street? 56 is going to be a half street? Yes, sir. Approximately, uh, I believe they're doing 20 feet. So it would <coughs> allow for one uh, lane in each direction. And so with this property, it would be full at 40 that point, foot. but that's the only point. For a, for a short segment where this property is. Yes, sir. And on um, Taylor Road, there's a property in front of them. How did that get separated? Or was that way a long time ago or what? I'm not sure. I just, uh, their subdivision plat indicates that there is an, an ingress egress easement across uh, a property for them to be able to access Taylor. Uh, I'm not sure how they, uh, how that originated, but they have that agreement. And where's the city limits in relationship to this property? So it basically surrounds it. Uh, it's, it's just one little notched out area because um, that Sherry Manor, Las Villas del Rio, and Las Vitas. They've, they've been annexed, and so it basically just goes around them, and they're like essentially a little pocket that's, has, that has not been annexed. Well, what, what about we ask them for the an annexation, uh, have them do the other one that's already being developed and payments on the, on the other one or escrow or something for the future? That, that is, I mean, that's certainly an option. I know um, we've been trying to encourage annexation um, for, for uh, properties or voluntary annexation. That's certainly an option, and we included that as an option. Um, however, because it was already being constructed um, just technically on our side, uh, we would like to see that. On the engineering side, we would like to see that, that built. This is kind of, a, this, I think this is going to come up more in the future, but like 56th Street in front of their property is not in the city limits. So who maintains that? So it's, it would be in the ETJ, and half of it would be in the ETJ, and the other half is in the city limits because they have annexed but the other half. Doesn't the county maintain our roads in the ETJ? It'd be, it'd be split, essentially. 56th Street does not exist. I know, but I was looking at that, and, and somebody asked me, why, it, why are these <clears throat> names like, um, I guess, Freddie Gonzalez, we want them. It was originally Edinburgh, and they named it. In the, and I said, well, that was a county road originally because it wasn't in the city limits. Right. And as we annex county roads, we, we, we uh, accept the maintenance of those roads yes. and are widening. But in our ETJ, there's going to be pockets where it's half county, city road, county road, half and half. Are we addressing that or thinking about that? I mean, it's going to be a terrible situation. And this is just an example of that because technically the county would be responsible for maintaining what they pave because it's not in the city limits. And is there any agreement? Because my understanding of the agreement with the county is once you annex it, it's your, it's your baby, but until then, it's our, our responsibility. But, right. but in it, one of the options you, 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 you cite, uh, if the, the board was in agreement for the variance to also require uh, a voluntary annexation as well, mm -hmm. right? That, that was because we, we thought that that could be a way to um, maybe perhaps go halfway, and you know, if you, if you voluntary annex, then maybe we can figure out a way to make that contribution uh, right. work. I mean, right. we're not going to provide trash collection. When they call the police, it's going to be a sheriff to get there, not our police right. department. That's 12 and a half minutes extra that they face. 
um, fire protection would be a county call and whatever, whoever responds, could be Alton for all I know, respond to that call. I mean, I, I would think there's certain advantages to be in annex for relatively one sixteen or 16% of your total tax rate, but um, we're gonna have to address those issues yes. later on, especially on the street issues. Um, it's gonna be really difficult, um, important. And I don't know how you're gonna do it, half, street, half the street's county and half the street city, that's some nightmare. But this was going to cause a lot of problems. If we can go back and talk to them, that would kind of solve at least a big part of it, I think. And then we're more amenable to do different things. We're going to have to revisit a lot of these areas because this is, you know, we're getting these almost every meeting now. So but, we're going to have to make decisions. And so we need to probably come up with standards overall for most of these so that we know how to address them in the future. Yeah, and I don't, you know, if it was in the city, I would be, you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me to pave, um, how wide is the street? 144 feet. It'd be a, a 20 feet, uh, their share would be a, uh, yeah. 20 feet. 29th Street was like that for a long time, especially in the rural areas. Right. You get half streets and full streets and. Right. Mm -hmm. And the location here is almost three quarters of a mile north of Lark. And then the strip that he's gonna be required, aside, you know, from the 20 foot width, the length is 144 feet, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So it's gonna, I mean, it's not contiguous all the way from Lark there. I know. You're gonna have half a street, and then all of a sudden you're gonna have a full street, and then revert back to half a street as you progress to not five mile long. Yeah. Then on some of those where you're getting partial streets and then not paved, and then it gets right. running into And the other thing that's kind of just defeating is that all the lots to the south, at least as my memory serves, they all have access to Taylor. So there's no incentive to wanna put a no. rear access until there's a neighborhood that's oh, yeah. eventually developed. Those, those houses south of there, they're never gonna, yeah, yeah. I mean, it'll be a while, a long while. So what is the request? Just the street request, or what is the request? They are requesting for a contractual agreement um, and to not uh, build the, it's basically the street, drainage, and sidewalk. Where the heck, where would the sidewalk go? I could see for sidewalk. <laughs> You'd have, what, a 140-foot sidewalk Drainage, and no sidewalk for miles on each side Urban, gutters, mm -hmm. and sidewalks. Drainage is important. Where would the drainage go? Is that just contract for that? Well, it'd be it'd be their share, so we would work it out with the developer on the west side to be able to figure out how to work that into that. To me, that's the most important system. part because that benefits that pro that person's right. property. Um, and, and I would think you would do them a favor by not giving them a contractual agreement for drainage. Our protection... Fire protection, who knows? It's, it's this Sherry Land or McAllen? Sherry Land. I believe. They're not going to be a fire plug. If they haven't put a fire plug now, Sherry yeah. Land's not going to put a fire plug unless they pay for it. But we have we have uh, sewage utilities there, right? And the stormwater sewer. Well, we have, because that right? subdivision yeah. just across the street, yeah. there's all, all utilities okay. are. Okay. But the only nearby. utility the city won't provide is, is the water. Drainage. Another, um, Are these fire? two lots being developed for resale? Is it an investment? Huh. I, I'm not sure. It's just one, one lot? lot? Yeah, it's one lot. There's oh, I'm sorry. The, the developer's here. If you, that's, that's one of the problems with it says buying these lot, empty lots and saying, oh, I'm going to save all my money because it's not in a subdivision and not realizing all the particular problems it causes you. But come on forward and talk. But. Hello, good afternoon. Bautista, um, my name is Jorge Bautista, and um, we, my wife and I were the, the ones that we purchased that land not too long ago. And the, the reason that we're asking for this, for this variance, 
is because uh, in order for us to plot, in order for us to subdivide, they're also making us buy a piece of land that it's outside of our property to donate it to this or to you know to the city of McAllen. So we're we're not doing this for an investment. We're not doing this to um, subdivide. To it's just it's just for one house. My wife and I we sold our house, and that's where we want to live with our with our two kids. Uh, so it's not a, a business opportunity. It's not to to when they make me the word say hey, you're a developer, and I'm like wait a minute. I play tennis on my lab. I have a tennis shop here in downtown McAllen. I've uh, been in business for over 18 years. Happy to live here and definitely wouldn't want to move nowhere else besides, you know, McAllen. And the reason that we bought the land just to build our just one house. That's I it. understand, but we've had people buy the one house and it's burned down because there's no fire protection. Right. I mean, you know, I don't know if you understand that. And, and drainage, I don't know what your drainage plans is, and I don't know if you know, but it's it's not only your property that drains into there, we, it's, it may probably flow through there, et cetera. And it's just, it's just tough. I don't know what you paid for it and if it's in the country or anything, but you really, what you're asking us to do is approve a substandard lot with some important things, fire protection, no drainage. And you know, and that's not only for the benefit of the city as a whole, it's your, your benefit too, mm -hmm. to understand that that's what you're asking. Yeah, I, yeah. I understand that, but like I said, it's, it's just the process of the, the plotting that they, they want. They need, we need to buy that piece of land that it's outside of property. And then on top of that, do all the, the street, the paving. So the only thing we're asking, and that's something that came from our, you know. Yeah, our what do they mean by having to buy an extra piece of land? So from, from what I understand, there is a, uh, a gap from where their property ends, like to the, to the street. And in order to close their gap, they're having to buy that, uh, was it? Of about a 40 foot strip yeah. of the property. And, we have to get 35 um, foot and then they're dedicating 35 feet of that 40 right. to the city. That's the only uh, way the So this, this lot so, doesn't have so any, comply, any access? But that's right. so, so that can comply here. with frontage or else they won't, they technically won't have frontage. So as this plot was purchased, it has no access from a public road? <laughs> they have an easement off Taylor. It had that ingress, mm -hmm. egress agreement off of Taylor. That's all they have. Yeah. So he's being required to purchase that additional 40. So because 56 is already planned uh, there, and so he had to purchase okay. the additional 40 feet, and then yes. right away. Yes, and that would give them right away. And then on top of that, he's going to have to dedicate another right away for Sherry Land, and then Irrigation District, United Irrigation District, yes. so they can run their, you know, line if they ever decide to put one in there. Oh. I have a dumb question. Never mind. Pretty messed up. Yeah. Um, you know that I don't know what I'm gonna say this nice. I don't know what you pay for the property, but you know you buy a piece of property like this. It's just I, I just wish people before they buy property come in and talk to the planning department before they do it. I, I did. I came before we purchased the property. We came and uh, we talked to you guys and we asked exactly what it was going to be needing um, in order to do that. And as the process went on, then they said, well, but there's an irrigation canal there. Uh, at the beginning, you know, I'm not saying it was their fault, it's just that as we move on, they said, well, now you gotta do this, you gotta buy this piece of land, you gotta give this. So it's just one thing after the other one. And I am willing to, you know, buy that piece of land and, and dedicate it, but I, honestly, I, I need some help. I mean, I'm not a developer, I'm not, I'm not doing this for, for business, just for business. The, the big question is, what about annexation? Because in that way, it kind of becomes part, you have all the, uh, whatever the city can offer, and also, 
it's a little right. easier for us to do to try to assist honestly when you're part of the city that's that's fine i mean right. i don't i mean i don't i, I live in mccallum <coughs> business here in mccallum i don't i wouldn't mind i mean it's all i'm asking is whatever that Y'all yeah, can go back and see what we can do, with, especially with the There's issue no of being voluntarily well, annexed. He needs yeah. assistant guidance. I mean, I mean, uh, it, on the option one with regards to the contractual agreement, how soon were, would it be where he would be required to build uh, those improvements within 660 feet in terms of a timeline? Well, Knowing uh, that the that, other subdivision. That's part of our issue. We there's already yeah. development within 660 feet. So we could propose it, and then Mr. Bautista, within the next three or four months, would be required to put it in, right? Yes. Oh, yes. No. Right across the street. Part of it. Because it's all it's already there. It's already it's there. It's not like you know it's there isn't any development around, and it could take a year, two years, five years. The development's already there. Right. So they're with they're they're already within that 660. But that area just wasn't. Right. That's the difficulty with that with that part of the with agreement because it could be an immediate turnaround, so there really isn't a right. Exactly. Were you aware of that, Mr. Bautista? Uh, that it will be an immediate turnaround, All, or almost immediate, or at least within no, the worst. No, no, that you know, from what the seller's I, not going to tell you. From what I, no, of course, they, they, nobody can tell you exactly. Right. But from what I heard, is that you know, it's, it's a half street. It could happen in five, ten years. It could happen in a hundred years. I mean, it's just a half street. You know, right. we don't see it getting the you know getting that street wider. The next one to get developed and get wider, it's it bigger it's Taylor right and Sherry's already so I'm in between it's just a little street so I said okay that's the option then right. that's what we you know went for so. I think all of us would want to help if you can get back with the vet and kind of sort some other things okay. do we table him until he, he we get well, some find some answers I don't know how what's your are you in a hurry Mr. Bautista is this something you would like a decision on I mean I've, I've I've, uh, I've been doing this for about four months, back and forth. <laughs> I don't have a house. I mean, we, you know, we rented a, a small house for my wife and I and my kids. We, when we bought this land, it, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't thought it was going to take this long just to get the approval. And then after that, then you still got to go through the construction. Uh, you know, people tell us like, oh, it's a three-acre land. You're going to build a mansion. No, I'm going to build a small house. I mean, smaller than what even we had. But. If we are in a hurry, I mean, we're waiting for four months. We would love to get this process going so I can start with construction going. So, if, of course, my wife asked me, when are we going to start building? Of course. Yvette, could we do a contract, a contractual agreement with a date certain where he would have to escrow those monies by that date so that way he would be in compliance? So that will give them a little bit more time? I, I haven't worked something to that, but I, mean, I think we can probably sit down with legal and see how that, how that, can be how that out. could work out. It's something we've never done before, but... If it helps, it helps. I'm just trying to think outside the box. I'm not saying I, I'm right. I'd like to I'm see, 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 you know, like to see our responsibility for our police department to answer yep. the calls. And I've had the opportunity to speak with Mr. Bautista face to face. Uh, my understanding, correct me if I'm wrong, you're willing to provide those improvements. It's just that it's all coming all at one time, uh, and you haven't even built out your house yet, correct? Exactly. Exactly. Well, yeah. it's buy that piece of land, donate it, do the improvements on the streets. It's a compounding yeah. effect. Yeah. I, know, I know the development up there is pretty close but what would trigger us telling him he would have to come in with that with the contractual agreement in other words that what what but isn't the other side already developing yes so th that's why we didn't make that that recommendation yeah. because they're already there they're already there so if that other development hadn't been there I, we probably would have looked more favorably on the contractual agreement because 
nothing's you know it's not nearby but because it's there right. it's hard to do that there there has been another subdivision um several years ago where they allowed them to um basically like essentially split up the amount over a period of time mm -hmm. so they would have x number of years to make or deposit the escrow right. you know from, from my i'm looking at the subdivision plant you know robin street you know ends in a t intersection if Robin had teed intersection right into his lot, I would say he's going to be required to do it because from a safety issue and you're coming out of that subdivision, I would, I would say it would be safer to go out where you have a full street. But in this case, Robin actually uh, tees out into a half a street or what would be a half a street, right? So, so now it's like, who's going to get the benefit? Well, you know, we, we can't foretell, right, what development is going to come in, but because that west side has already and is already developing, right. this is probably a next area. That's and the cost of the, and the and the cost of that side that's already being developed is being paid by all the other residents. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel that uh, even though it's a larger piece, everybody has to pay their share. If we annex, we work out something where we bring them in, give them time to do what we got to do, assist whatever way we can. We should be able to do it. Because I don't think he's not willing to put in the cost of the improvement. That's I don't think that's the issue. It's a timing, mm -hmm. right? Of when and he's it have is to piling up on him though. Also at the same time, he's getting a lot of requests, right? I'm sorry. You're getting a lot of requests all at the same time also, and it's. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's you know the Sherry Water and it's the Irrigation District and City of McAllen. And so it's just like. You know, all I want to build is just one house. <laughs> 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 that would have all been told if you had an engineer to do it. Right. Yeah. You essentially bought an unsubdivided lot, you have to subdivide. And that's where the developer goes through. And that's why that lot, if you bought a subdivided lot, would be triple that amount, what you paid for it. And what you're trying to do is get the benefit of the bargain and buy an unsubdivided lot and then trying to get variances to all the requirements of the subdivision. And that's what's creating the problems, you know. But he um, was unaware of all of that. Well, I mean, I know you're unaware of that, but I mean, that's that's it can't law. be an excuse for everybody. No, I understand. Uh, you know, I mean, that's it's kind of it's not buyer everywhere, but you, if you're driving around yeah. there, you ought to you ought to know why it's a lot cheaper than anybody else's property around there, because it's unsubdivided, and and that you're required to subdivision. That's the same thing as a developer, except you're facing all that yourself. I understand it's daunting, exactly. but that's that's the whole point. Can, can and, the uh, contractual you know, agreement? Can, uh, the, can, can the contractual agreement give him some some additional time? Yeah, I mean, so, so we could say instead of it happening immediately, it could we can give him twelve months or something. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, it's going to be a half street anyways. But I, I yeah, really right. like to consider, you know, I, I don't know what the obligation. I don't know what. She, here's the problem: Sherryland's already got lines running out there, right? And so if you want a fire hydrant, you have to pay for that. Sherryland may not have a line that support a fire hydrant. So, I mean, you know, from that standpoint, God forbid there's ever a fire out there because there's no canals or anything for us to get water out there. Right, well, yeah, but again, he's in the ETJ. We can't put a, a, a fire hydrant there because it's still in the ETJ. We can do that once he gets annexed. Well, so we're we're the also requesting annexation. Yeah. It'd probably be beneficial to him to get the services of police protection, fire protection, his insurance should be better, and everything. So the agreement, um, just just to clarify, is with paving, drained, and sidewalks. Um, well, the water and sewer, that's that's not what's what's before us. So he's right. already mm -hmm. addressed that that you portion. Of it. So all we're looking at is paving, drainage, and sidewalks. You got a septic tank variance with the utility board, or what? Um, we, how did we, you? I think that we have to put septic tanks. Yes, because the line is way too far. That's Otherwise, he's going to have to. That's the McAllen's. 
public utility. So they granted him a variance already for that? So, um, that's what, what that's what he's saying. Um, what he presented to us before us, we're not looking at, at the water and I understand, but I don't want to chase. He, if he hasn't gotten it, I don't want him to oh, say, oh, he still would need to. He's got to go utility yes. board for a variance. <laughs> yes. His he, developer, the guy he bought it, said maybe he got it. Maybe y'all should all meet it together and then he indicated, get all this. Right. He just indicated that he had water and sewer approval. So mm -hmm. From McAllen Public Utility? No, that's with the water's with shared water and the. We're gonna to have to do septic tanks because it's too what they're doing is too far to connect. I, no, them. I understand. But if you haven't been in front of the McAllen Public Utility Board, you don't have a variance to put in a septic tank, as I'm telling you. They're not gonna sign off on that subdivision flat until you go before them and get permission not to provide sewer. Well, I don't know, that's something I guess my engineer David so nothing. I mean, they, they probably will, but I mean that's the whole point. I don't want you to think, oh geez, there's another obstacle I have to face. <laughs> Sherryland has nothing to do with sewer. Okay. They may say, well, you got to put a septic tank in. They don't have any authority to grant that. Or the guy who sold it to you. <coughs> Where's the guy that sold it to you? I want to talk to him. I know. Um, <laughs> he's, not, he's, not, he's from out of town. I yeah, I guess so. He better be out of town. <laughs> out of town. Yeah, that's, never mind. Yeah, I'll let it not go. nice. Not I mean, nice. It's just not nice. Yeah. Yeah. Just not, I mean, not, not nice. I hope you guys understand that when we when we purchased this, this property, we came, you know, right before, before we, Product with you guys saying, I said, what is going to be the process? And yeah. uh, they did explain it, but not as much as detail with all this. And I'm not blaming you guys. I think you guys did a great job. They explained us everything, but other things came along. And now it's like, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to buy this piece of land that is outside, you got to donate it. And I, and I just feel like they're putting everything on top of me. If I'm a developer, I understand because then I'm going to make uh, maybe 20 lots, 50 lots, and then I'll divide all that cost and then I'll make money. But mm -hmm. this is just for, for one single family home, yeah. just my wife it, and I. Yeah. I mean, I have a business for 18 it, years it, in downtown McAllen, I, in Texas. My kids go to school here. And we, I have a customer telling me, why don't move to Dallas or Austin? You have opportunities. And I say, you know what? I think McAllen is the best city to live, to grow, you know, my kids to be here and, and be successful financially. I want so, you to stay here, but what you did is you bought an unsubdivided piece of property, which I hope was cheap. Well, because you have to go through all this not stuff. Not anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of lawyers. Me, if you I don't want to talk to one of these lawyers up here, but you, you know. Yvette, do you see something pragmatic and, you know, given a little bit more time, you can work something out with Mr. Bautista? Or? Yeah, I think, I, I think we can, and, and I, I, I'm getting some direction from you as far as uh, the and annexation that, and then the time frame. So right, we can sit yeah. down and bring it back at the next meeting, if sure. that's okay. Come back with a time frame agreement that um, he agrees with. and. Yvette. I'll make a motion at the table. Wait, hold on. Yeah, oh, second. I, I second. Yvette, can you at least get I, I, PUB in that meeting with you all together so that it's all together so we don't confuse more than we're at? Right. He would still have to go through their board, but we can certainly all discuss it. I understand, but that way when y'all are all in the same room in a meeting so that... The I, I had a question. Did you have to buy water rights to give them to Sherryland Water Supply Corporation to get a... Did I have to what? I'm sorry? Did you have to buy water rights to Sherryland in order to get a, um, a meter? A meter? I don't think so, no. From from my understanding, I mean, okay. I'll have to talk to David, my my engineer, and ask yeah. him. But I, I, he would have he would have told me already. That's normally your process for unsubdivided property. So I just warn you of me. You might have another obstacle there, but I'm not sure. <laughs> another one? <laughs> no. Not line him up. Line him up. Don't discourage him. Okay. We <laughs> We had a motion in second, which meant I, I should have shut up and not asked that question. But it's all right. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Both same sign, motion carried. Um, best of luck. You okay. know, make our staff work with you. Have a good day. We'll write you a note in case your wife's mad at you. Excuse. <laughs> 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 okay. Uh, so that's table.
What a mess. Uh, which which ones you want to take up? Or just the subdivision monthly report, the regular ones at the bottom? Yeah, we can bring the others back to um, to workshop, Mayor. Yeah, with, with your permission, Commission, we just do F, G, H, and I. Which ones? F, G, H, and I, and the rest we'll bring back at workshop. Yeah, and E will need to be tabled. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, could you table E? I'll oh, make a motion to table, table item e. 6E. Okay. And the rest we'll just bring back, right, Roy? Yes, sir. So F, F uh, subdivision monthly report. Oops, they're out in the hallway talking to them. So okay. we'll skip that. We'll go to project status report through Thank December. You, oh, so that's out there. Okay, parks and rec. Is Mike here? Yes. <laughs> Mike's always here. Mike's always here. Did I see something where part of the money we just redistribute for bathrooms? Right? I'm sorry. Didn't we just we just give some money you had left over is going to go in the bathrooms for um, uh, Oval Park? Yeah, oh yeah, the Oval Park bathrooms. For Oval Park, we rolled over some of the funds. Okay, so that's not new money. That was no. rolled over to finish. They're finished though, right? No, sir. We still need the drainage. We're working with uh, public utilities. Oh, drainage. We'll get a variance. <laughs> <laughs> we want to have a grand opening when you open those bathrooms, though. We we will. We will. Okay, uh, actually. Flush. Uh, that's that's part of my first image here, Airport Park. Uh, this this was a, a Parkland Fund project, and uh, obviously we've been holding off due to COVID on a rededication, on an unveiling. We have, uh, I think you'll see on your calendars, Alice had sent an invite. It'll be a, a small uh, pub, public, uh, I guess, uh, invite for our elected officials and uh, the media, but uh, we did the Building of the new bathrooms, uh, remodeled the uh, picnic area, the, the pavilion, and uh, did a lot of the irrigation and uh, playground improvements as well. Next item here is uh, Uvalde ball field lighting. We had, uh, thanks to CDBG, we're, we're working with uh, Musco. Uh, one of the biggest concerns for that area is we have a lot of neighborhoods surrounding the park. Musco LED lights will allow us to concentrate uh, all the light on the fields and not have any spillover to the surrounding neighborhoods. So this is an ongoing project right now. And this was a CDBG project. This next image is Bethel Gardens. And this is obviously very, very close to City Hall. I invite you to cruise by anytime you have a chance. Oh, wow, uh, that's good. Staff had designed uh, an area here to make improvements. It was a small community garden. Mayor had invited us and the group to go out there and come up with a design to give it a uh, facelift and uh, provided the funds for us to do so as well. So uh, it is looking uh, really nice. I would say that uh, by the end of the month, we should have plants in place. So I encourage you to just go by and, and check it out. Crews did a great job. Yes, they are. Uh, this next project is Crockett on November 9th. Uh, commission approved for us to enter into a contractual agreement with uh, Spawn Ranch for the development of a skate park. Uh, we are currently uh, working with MISD. We have a joint meeting with uh, school board members to be able to move forward with that particular plan. We had a uh, meeting at the with uh, the school board where Commissioner Haddad presented the information and we were asked to put a hold on it until uh, further discussion of this particular area. So we'll keep you posted as to what happens with this location. This okay. is the rendering of the skate park. Uh, Commissioner Haddad had uh, asked us to come up with a way to beautify the area, replacing of the fence, adding some uh, plants, some native plants, and obviously creating a dog run 
and uh, improvements of some soccer fields that are there. Are you going to keep the mini forest on the north side, or what's that going to happen to that? That would be the plan, sir, yes. Those are trees that obviously we had uh, discussed with MISD to use for future projects. And I would plant them someplace else? Yes, at school projects or uh, city projects as well, in the future, as they mature. Uh, this next one is uh, a picture of La Vista bathroom, and this is at completion already. We're just working on the surrounding uh, concrete and uh, sidewalks. This is uh, the same uh, type of bathroom we're building throughout different uh, parks in our community. The parks there were uh, two by fours and uh, OSB siding, which were built in the early 70s. This is a welcome change to the uh, existing. How do I say it? What's the capacity? The capacity. Capacity. The <laughs> How many bathrooms are in there? Oh, okay, okay. So for, we, we have three different, three different rooms. The uh, ladies have three stalls, the men have two stalls, a urinal, and then we also have a special needs, which is a family bathroom with an adult changing table. Because uh, you're just supposed to put more ladies facilities than men facilities, aren't you? Yes, okay. we do. That's why we have three stalls for the ladies. Okay. That's it. This, this next image is also La Vista, and this is an area where a lot of families rent for family parties, for picnics. We're taking this uh, downtime in rentals to be able to remodel and uh, give it a facelift so it can also match the uh, uh, adjacent bathrooms and give it a total facelift. So that, that area is coming along really nice. Is that well. going to have the cooking facilities still in there? Yes, sir. That is it right there. Well, you're going to maintain it. You can use it to cook. You can you can barbecue. Yes, we have a kitchenette and we have a, a large uh, barbecue pit in in the area as well. This is Cascade. Uh, obviously, that was a bathroom that also needed some upgrades. And uh, this this is it right here. Our next. Uh, this is part of our Park Loan Zone One, Parkland Zone One funds, and uh, which are putting into great use. And the next bathroom plan <coughs> is for Springfest Park which is an area that uh, with our growing need for uh, soccer and for outdoor sports, uh, that'll be the next project that we'll be working on. This next item is uh, the place system for Municipal <coughs> Park. We have ordered all the uh, pieces for it. We should receive it by the latter part of March, and this is something that'll be installed by our own staff at uh, Parks and Recreation. And that is all I have for today. Any questions? Uh, those two are $100,000? <laughs> Yes, sir. On this one, if you may recall, the it's it's actually one. We received the forty forty thousand dollar grant, <laughs> and uh, so sixty thousand was cost to the city. Forty thousand was a, a a grant from the manufacturer. Where's the bathrooms? I don't see the bathrooms. <laughs> <laughs> They're already there. Hundred thousand dollars. Yes, sir. In wow. a playground that'll more than likely last us twenty five to thirty years, and that's a life expectancy with proper maintenance. I'd be happy to answer any questions if you have any. Yeah. Anybody Thanks. questions? Thank, Thank you, Mike. Thank Appreciate you. it. Back to the subdivision monthly report. <clears throat> oh, not that one. All righty. So this, again, just uh, to make sure that this report is for the months of November and December, so you get two and one. Um, we had nine new subdivisions, six of which are residential, and they have 151 lots. Um, one commercial, one industrial, and one that's zoned residential, but will be for an electrical substation. And then we had seven recorded subdivisions, six of which are commercial and one residential. So first up, go back for up, up, there we go. So first up, we have Home Sweet Home, 
Uh, subdivision, this is in the ETJ off of Eubanks Road. Uh, it is a one lot uh, residential development. Next up is lot 9A, replat of lots 9 and 10, block 49, original townhouse McAllen subdivision. Just pointed that out, you actually <laughs> have one in ETJ that's got subdivided. Correct. A large lot. Yes. So and yeah. yeah, it can be done. It can be done. Correct. Okay. Uh, so the next one is lot 9A <clears throat> and blah, blah, blah. That, that's, that's a mouthful. Um, it is a replat. It's two lots becoming one, um, 0.32 acres. Next, we have McAllen Palms Business Park Subdivision. This is off of South Old, South 10th, uh, 25 lot industrial uh, subdivision, 76 wow. acres. It's the first major development south of the airport. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. That's big. Next up is MFTWS subdivision. It will be a four-lot single-family <coughs> home residential. Uh, those two uh, parcels that look like they're zone C1 were actually just rezoned in the last meeting, so they're all R1 now. Uh, again, four lots, 3.65 acres. Next up is Starbucks subdivision. I bet you can't guess what that one's going to be. Uh, it is a one-lot commercial subdivision um, off of 29th and Olana. Next up. No, you can't do it. Huh? I know you can't do it, but, you know, I went by a Starbucks this morning and the truck was sticking halfway out of 10th Street. Oh, my Lord. I mean, do we let them know that? That is a no, happen? yeah. I, I think part of it is the fact that they're not letting people in, so the lines just oh, by yeah. nature get longer, but okay. uh, still, they should pay attention to, to the stacking. Yes, sir. Uh, next up is STEC subdivision. This is in Tres Lagos. Again, it's zoned. R1, which is single-family residential, but really it's going to be for an electrical substation there for Tres Lagos, 12-acre, uh, one lot. Next up is uh, Taylor Grove. It's a 12-acre, 53-lot mix. It'll have single-family and multifamily um, developments, and the rezoning was already approved as well. And next up is the Ravenna subdivision, 92 lots, single-family residential. The mayor will like this. They have already requested to be annexed. Um, so those are 92 lots, 21 acres that will be added to the city soon. All right. And lastly, we have the twin subdivision, uh, one lot residential, two-thirds uh, of an acre. And now for the recorded, first off, we have 495 Commerce Center Phase 15 subdivision off of Laurel and North McCall. It's one lot uh, commercial, 4.76 acres. Avanti Legacy uh, Valor Heights was one of the tax credit projects that we approved last year. Um, 93 senior units off of uh, second and business. After that, it's DLG Acres. Uh, it is in the ETJ. It's a one lot, uh, 2.46 acre commercial <coughs> subdivision. <coughs> Kiani Medical Plaza is next. That's on Jackson and Senior. Um, it is a two acre lot, uh, two acre rather, one lot commercial subdivision that will serve for medical plazas. NACCU subdivision on North 10th and Northgate. Uh, this is for the Navy Army Community Credit Union. Uh, one lot, five and a quarter acre. I, I want to see uh, when they build the house on the twin subdivision, mm -hmm. I, like to, I like to see that. How it's going to, yeah, the setbacks are a little weird. That'll be interesting. That one. And it's running the canal, right? So yeah. it'll be interesting. Well, I'm interested to see that too. Uh, next up is uh, Shops at Nolana, Lot 1. This is on Nolana on 29th, southwest corner. Uh, one lot, 1 1.4 acres. And then lastly, we have Spanish Shokes at Frontera, Lot 73A. 
Uh, this is Frontera and 10th. It's a four acre, one lot commercial subdivision for uh, self storage containers. Questions? That one's under construction already, isn't it? Yes, sir. What's going in that shops in Olam? Uh, just uh, retail. They retail. haven't told us which shops, obviously, but it's just going to be retail, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Any questions or comments? Very busy. Yes. Great. Good. Thank you. Good sign. Project status report. These are our uh, construction projects for the engineering department uh, through the end of December 2020. The first project that we have let's see if they're, they got it, is a Bicentennial Boulevard extension project. Texas Cordia continues to do work in that project. Um, through the previous uh, work that we have, they have um, extended the contract time to August 10th, 2021. And that's where we are um, at this time as far as the construction. What they've done uh, to date, they've completed the first course, the full width of pavement between Trenton and Frontera. They've completed uh, the first course for half the, the width between Frontera and Hobbs. And they've completed the first course of pavement for the full width between Hobbs and Sprague. And they're currently working curb and gutter flex space from Sprague to 107. So we are working, as I had mentioned uh, at the last meeting with the contractors to set a time frame for which up to what limit we can open um, early ahead of the, the final construction. But they are making good progress um, on the work and uh, they'll, they will meet their contract time frame um, for the overall uh, project completion. Does the state have to sign on up all these extensions too or no? Yes, sir. They, they actually, um, what the state had asked is they go, we submit to them prior to submitting to you. So they see them um, typically before we, we bring them to you. The next project that we have is a Kennedy Avenue drainage, uh, roadway and drainage improvement project between uh, Benson and Ware Road. RDH is the contractor. We have seen some delays uh, for this project. We met with the contractor uh, last week um, about those delays and getting them back on time um, and back on, well, not on time because they've, they've expended their contract time. They are asking for additional rain days and some delay uh, from material from the manufacturer and some utility delays. So we're meeting with them to determine what, what time frame that delay is going to be. And we're working with them to complete this as soon as possible. The next project that we have are the list of our uh, bond uh, drainage improvement projects. Those projects listed before you have been completed. They're the first seven projects that uh, we completed. The next set that we have are projects that are under construction by Castle um, Enterprises. And um, it is the 43rd Street. Okay, they got way ahead of me. 43rd Street and South 2nd Street of Byron Nelson. They are currently working on 43rd Street bypass. There was a, a utility, electrical utility line that um, had not been identified. We are working to relocate that line, and so that's delayed that project. As soon as they complete and, and get through that section there, they're going to move on to the 2nd Street and Byron, Byron Nelson um, Avenue drainage improvements. The next project that we have that's under construction is Dove Avenue between 10th and 2nd Street, and um, they are... Uh, a little behind schedule for completion of, of this project. RDH is a site contractor, same contractor that was doing Kennedy. Um, we are working with them at this time. Um, they, they were crossing uh, Dove at 2nd Street. They encountered an unidentified gas line. We haven't been able to find a gas company that says it's there. So we have hired a contractor um, to a gas, uh, line. gas line. I know, but it's 
gas. No one's claiming it. No one's claiming it. There's only one utility gas company in town. No, we have, well, they transfer ownership and then we do have more than one, at least two, maybe three of them that we work with for gas relocations. And well, we've contracted a company, so they're going to help us identify and confirm that it is inactive, which is what we suspect. And if it is, we'll go ahead and cap it off and continue. And how long has this been, this issue about the gas line? Uh, approximately two weeks. Approximately two weeks. There's only one retail gas company, right? That's what I'm saying. Yes, but we work with different entities um, when we deal with uh, relocations or uh, the use of those lines. Whenever we have to go in to, to shut them off or to relocate, there, there are different entities that we work with for, for that purpose. And all those entities are not connected to one inch to the one main uh, they camp? may be but th that's not that's not my understanding okay but uh, we have different contact persons that, that we work with so um, we're getting that cleaned up and finalized so that we can go ahead and, and move out of that area and continue with that project the next project that we have that's currently under construction is, is the Northwest blue line uh, regrade from Trenton to uh, the outfall, Reem is a contractor. They are making good progress on this project. Um, they are within their, their construction timeframe. They um, are continuing to move west for this project. Uh, they are gonna have um, some additional time that we're gonna grant them, primarily because we are issuing that change order going north on uh, 33rd Street to serve the Ware Ridge subdivision. Um, actually uh, have communicated with them and they feel that they can finish that work before uh, hurricane season starts to get it up to the Ware Ridge subdivision. Um, the additional time will be for the other work that they need to do uh, to excavate out the drain ditch, which is still work that's pending. So we're kind of shifting a little bit gears with them. The delay will not be on their side, it's because we're adding additional workload work. uh, to their project. And so uh, we have been working with a contractor as, as they're making progress uh, for that storm line. Does the completion, or I'm sorry, does the original contract end date contemplate the additional additional work for Ware Ridge? The May 23rd is the original, so that, oh, okay. that doesn't so have doesn't that work add. in it yet. However, um, they did, I did advise them of our concern that we uh, wanted the work up to Ware Ridge completed prior to June. And um, we're aiming actually for midway, mid-May, so that we could definitely make that that Fair. June timeframe. And they said that they don't see a problem with it. So, thank you. Barring any unusual yeah. circumstance, but <laughs> we, we should we should be good with that timeframe. Um, the next projects that we have under construction is the uh, La Vista Avenue Bridge improvements. Um, we have had some delays with this project, primarily from the manufacturer for the. <laughs> the um, 12 by 12 concrete boxes. Um, they are already under production. We sent staff out to the plant. The boxes are being produced and they have um, advises that they will be delivered um, on or before February 2nd so that they can continue with that work. Along with the delivery of those 12 by 12 boxes, they're also producing the rest of the boxes for the other uh, crossings. So we will not experience a delay like we experienced for this particular crossing. On a side tangent, do we have any product to do any reprofiling of that canal, the ditch? I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Are, are there any plans or that have been contemplated since we're doing the you know, converting the bridges to the to the boxes, where 
where we're having to reprofile part of the ditch? So we're not reprofiling long segments of the ditch, just as they approach the, the box structures. The box structure, okay. Right, so it's, it's the area immediately adjacent to the box structures. We're not going through the, the entire ditch. I, if I remember correctly, I believe we had gone through with a project previously to get that, that uh, line set um, prior to us doing the, the boxes at Nolana. But I, I can oh, confirm, I, I can go back and confirm to see sure. if that was the case. But I remember we had done a, a project that cleaned out that, that flow line. Thank you. Um, as far as the traffic bond uh, projects, uh, we have completed the signal and signal cabinet portion of the project. We are working on the fiber installation portion. Um, we uh, started working with um, the IT department and um, are doing a shift instead of, of deploying a significant amount of fiber, which would be very costly, um, to the Wi-Fi antennas that are being used uh, now to, to send Wi-Fi um, so that we would put the, the signals on Wi-Fi instead of fiber. So we're going to have a fiber backbone, but we're going to be able to more easily and less costly, and more efficiently deploy that to be able to get communication back from the signals. Uh, we did a, a pilot project to test it, and it worked well. It, it served our, our needs uh, very well. And then the um, engineering firm is still on hold um, until we get school uh, traffic back going. Then we'll be able to release them to continue with their traffic numbers. On the... Um, Bicentennial um, and interstate project, uh, TxDOT submitted a very say, brief uh, report. It's there before you. I didn't get any additional um, information as far or an update um, as far as their final completion for, for the report. And on um, I-2, I-69 interchange project, um, there are there is some um, information in the packet that details what um, their contractor, Dragalos Pulis Joint Venture, um, is is working on and um, doing out there. So you can get an update for that project as well. And then they continue to send us closures um, as they receive them, and I'll forward them to MCN so that we can get out to to the media and to to yourselves. It looks like Bicentennial is all finished. It's just the frontage portions now they're working on. Right. It's essentially the frontage lanes. Any okay. questions? Any questions? Thank you, Yvette. That's a long one. Thank you. Thank you. What, I had a question. What are they doing right on Freddie, right west of 10th Street, about maybe a quarter mile up? Is that a developer putting in part of the road there or something? Freddie, west of 10th. Uh, there's a development on the north side of Freddie Gonzalez, yeah. but that's our bicentennial extension. Oh, maybe that's it's, what I'm it's essentially between 10th and 23rd. Okay. It comes halfway between the bicentennial project. Okay, that's all. Future agenda items. We got a list here. And actually, um, my name's not on it, but I'd like to put it back on. The downtown entertainment district we actually have on to discuss. We didn't get a chance to it today. And then um, butterfly projects. Geotherm. Anybody have any additions? Yeah, Mayor. Um, sometime back in the late summer, early fall, uh, we were looking at a. Uh, electricity savings uh, project program uh, that was presented by Schneider. Um, I'm liking to see maybe we can revisit that now that we've gotten about the better part of nine months of COVID underneath our belt 
to maybe just take a look at that. Uh, now we have a, obviously a better, clearer picture uh, in terms of our budget, uh, maybe to revisit. And we also revisit the McAllen Heritage. What? The McAllen Heritage Museum budget. McAllen Heritage Museum, okay. Anything in particular there? Um, contract. Talking about the lease? Yes. Okay, the lease. She's talking about the lease. Contract, yes. Um, well, the, um, I know we talked to Steve about uh, small business assistance, and he's, he's going to come back to us with, uh, with kind of a wrap-up. But I think during that workshop, it, it'd be a good time to, to also see if there's some additional monies that we can, we can do like a 2.0 uh, small business grant program. I mean, it's, we're seeing it in PPP, so. And I'd like to revisit uh, parks, maybe looking at reopening some of the playscapes, maybe a little more strategically, rather than all closed or all open. I think we could come up with something a little bit different. And some of the surrounding cities have already uh, opened up their playscapes. I, I have another one on that subject also. I think we need to revisit the Crockett Park and visit with uh, MISD. Conversation, right? Yeah, we're kind of that it's was discussed when Mike's program and everything's kind of on hold until um, future use of that park or the school. Yeah, I think the so next I mean, step was a is a workshop, but at MISD's meeting. So I, I think we just asked for the school maybe to keep us better informed or something, keep us informed of what's going on. Well, getting into their business, but it is put this whole project on hold. Yeah. Okay, anything else? That's it then. My item, oh, COVID reports. First off, congratulations, Roy, on the vaccination program. As complicated as they go, this was um, pretty smooth. And uh, Jeff, and congratulations on your staff. We had a lot of them. Um, uh, very well done, very well done. Yes, even, you know, one of the things we talked about is when they're developing the vaccine, they should have been developing software for, for registration and all that would have helped a lot because everybody's using different things. Some are using paper, some are using computers, some are first come, first serve, and if you don't get it, the heck with you, and all the different ones. And it would be nice if we all got together and coordinated that. And I asked Roy maybe to get um, all the entities, IT departments, because they're smarter than me for sure, and talk <laughs> about maybe trying to develop a coordinated program with um, with the very entities and see what we can do from that standpoint. Maybe we could show the rest of the country how to do it um, right, but a lot of obstacles to that. And then the next one, we have it on our, um, we actually have a workshop on it and that's the downtown enforcement. So I'll wait until that to discuss uh, some of those, those things and some of the obstacles and ideas and problems that's created of which, um, all I'll say this is we'll discuss what's not in our control at that meeting is what I'll say. Um, otherwise, the numbers are still up. You know, we gotta keep wearing our mask. Uh, people that get vaccinated will still be carriers, possibly, you know, and so that's all just, um, we'll keep um, keep safe with each other and we'll hope to get more vaccines down here. In the new administration, I listened to a report today, they already have their intergovernmental affairs office set up and um, they're gonna try to push it out and uh, hopefully we'll get uh, more and more people vaccinated. Uh, and one project we're working on specifically is a shut-in project through Amigos de Valle and the Council of Governments. We have about 2,200 
of shut out shut in seniors they're not getting in line they don't have a way to get in line and how we get the vaccination to them is is um really important we're going to set up i think where you said we're going to have a or somebody told me we're going to have a committee meeting on it maybe maybe the development council mm -hmm. and that's all i had on that mr city attorney your first time to lead us in the executive session mayor, mayor real quick no. uh we do have a table item so it's mm -hmm. up to you, the commission oh. if you want to yeah that's right go ahead and uh get the uh, presentation or put it back on workshop either way i'll make a motion to remove the say item 7 from the table your motion is second remove item 7a which is consideration and possible approval in ordinance to call an election to amend the city charter all those in favor say aye aye oh same sign motion carried and really let's cut to the one that's important that's um term limits everything else has been um, just a Clean cleanup up. yes mayor uh, City Commissioner, that, that's correct. It is uh, just the, the cleanup, general cleanup to come into performance of state law. We had a few discussions uh, last uh, two weeks ago at workshop, but the main uh, topic here is the creation of term limits. As we discussed at that workshop, it was it's a, a term limit of three terms in a lifetime for the office of mayor, three term limits in a lifetime for the office of city commission. It doesn't matter when you serve those terms. Um, terms in one office does not count in terms of uh, if you're a city commissioner, it doesn't count against mayor. If you're mayor, it doesn't count against city commission term limits. Um, also, if you're serving somebody else's unexpired term, that would not count against your term limits. So and I'm happy only, to answer any questions. Yeah, the only other thing have. is if you had, like, um, you did two terms and you decided not to run, you came back, you'd be ineligible. Three terms, you'd be ineligible, right? You had three terms, you decided not to run, you came back later on. As a mayor, you couldn't run again. Right. Okay. But you could, in theory, do a Grover Cleveland and have four years and come back, you know, four years later and do another four years. It doesn't have to be all at once. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's not right. consecutive. Right, it's just an overall lifetime, 12 years total. Oh, yeah, that's the glutton for punishment rule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, go ahead. Let's discuss it. Well, I'll go ahead, Omar. Well, no, I think it's I think it's a good idea. I mean, we uh, we met our our committee that uh, composed of myself, Sebi, and 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 Joaquin, and uh, we came up with with the term limit uh, discussion. We we came up with this discussion, and and I think we had a we had a good discussion about it. I think we we were mostly in favor of it, and uh, so yeah, I'm I'm in favor of it. So you can be a commissioner for twelve years and then run for mayor. Yes, yes ma'am. Okay. Right. Or they just, it's just 12, three terms at period. It's uh, three four-year terms total right. um, for whichever office, but you could do, in theory, you could be commissioner for 12 years and mayor for 12 years. Right. And even then, if you're serving an unexpired term, it could, in theory, be even more than that because that time wouldn't count against you. If I could say, yeah, I, I definitely agree that, you know, at the state level, um, certainly incumbents have an advantage. They have millions of dollars in their accounts because that's what you can do. I don't think any city commissioner here has ever acquired more than a couple hundred dollars off the terms, you know, mm -hmm. if anything from that standpoint. So, um, and I understand it. I think um, one of the reasons we did single member districts because it, everybody <clears throat> said it was too hard to get uh, people, incumbents uh, not elected. And uh, so that's why we became single member districts, and then everybody was on the commission for three or four or five terms. terms right. And so that wasn't the the issue. And, and so I just thought, whatever we're trying to <coughs> cure, I, I don't know. But I mean, three terms is a long time. Twelve years is a long time. I would right. admit that. Yeah, I think, I think it's a good. We balance. never had a mayor 
yeah. except one, go over two terms. I don't think our discussion uh, went to a lifetime a discussion. You know, we, we talked about term limits being three terms, but it was never discussed. I don't remember it being discussed as far as it being a lifetime uh, ban, I guess you could call it. Right. So um, I guess there's, there's still some room for discussion on right. that. And, and, and Commissioner Quintanilla is correct that the discussion did start in principle about three consecutive terms, and I think I'm the one that threw it out. You know, does it really have to be consecutive, or can it just run? And make a hodgepodge of where you run, you get elected, then you get out, wait four years, and then you run again. Um, I, th I think you know that's where part of the conversation about a lifetime is. Uh, so we don't have uh, too much. I don't want to say the word complacency, but to at least give the opportunity for others who 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 who, who can come up and rise to level to to be in leadership roles. And, and, and one thing for me, at least for my part, and, and hopefully for my colleagues here on the board, as elected officials at the municipal level, and hopefully you'll agree with me, Mayor, I really feel that we have a responsibility, if not an obligation, to identify younger people or just people in our community who aspire to be leaders, so we, we can either role model for them, to be a mentor to them, to invite them to the committee meetings or to the meetings here, uh, to identify those, because we're not gonna live forever. I mean, that's, that's, that's assured. And I think that if we're going to maintain the level of consistency and dependability that we've seen and been you know, very blessed with with our city government, we also have to reinvest in our local districts or citywide in identifying those individuals who at some point may want to take the seat. But if that's the case, why don't we just do two terms? It's two and two, then we have more of a, a turnover of individuals, younger individuals and everything. Because it's, it'd be, of course, somebody can be here 12 and 12 years as mayor, I don't know why they would want to do that, like the mayor said, <laughs> yeah. like the punishment, but, but the quicker turnover, you have younger people coming in, different ideas, and then hopefully the leadership has been okay, you I get the younger ones coming in, and that's... I think it was, a, it was to not start too restrictive, right, and part of it is a balance between continuity of government and the fact that elections themselves are, are can be uh, arguably term limits, right? So I think this was a balance between not being too restrictive. The three terms allows for, you know, a good expansion of time for someone to get a lot of work done, be elected, I guess would be three times. And at that point you would have uh, hopefully healthy turnover. I'm good with either, but what was the issue with the veto? Uh, so that was not related to term limits whatsoever. That was just a different, it's a cleanup. It's been in there. It's uh, before if the mayor were to veto a, an ordinance or any action by the commission, basically by not signing off on it, a simple majority of the commission could overturn that veto. So it would- uh, The mayor never did anything? No, no, and it's, it's, it's I've, I've never seen it used. And so what we did is just change it to uh, what's the practice, just a super majority, which is the same as, you know, PNZ and- It, it was and one of those ones that didn't change the number. So like the quorum used to be, we could have two quorums of city commission at the same time. Right. Right. And so they changed. Well, I would move to approve a lifetime three three terms for uh, mayor, three terms for commissioner. Right. Mutually To be held at a, in a charter I, election. Yes, I would okay. second that. I think believe that's how it was presented. Yeah. Can I say one other thing? Sure. I, I wish we could do an ordinance because we don't do that where you can't, city commissioners can't or mayor can't join a party. 
and run as tickets because that's what causes to me <laughs> exactly. all the mayhem around us. I agree. It's not so much people staying on. It's it's you know you all came on as independent. Doesn't mean we're all friends. And I like the incumbents and because I've known you and all that stuff and to take pictures. Yeah. But to run as tickets is is yeah. um, something we've never done. Right. And it's kind of like wearing suits to our meeting. We respect the office. And so I appreciate uh, that. And dresses. We wear dresses. And dresses. And dresses, I'm sorry. <laughs> dresses and pearls. Exactly. But anyways, um, it, so you have a motion and a second? Right. Okay. Any further discussion? No. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign. Motion carried. Thanks, Mayor. So that'll be in the next, with the election for the mayors and commissioners, right? Yes. Yes, Mayor. There's actually, the, the, the election ordinance is already in the, uh, in the packet for today, so this vote is calling that that ordinance. That's what we did. Yes, your, that your election. Vote was not, it was the agreement of the terms, but it was a, a, the ordinance to, to call an election. election. Call, call the election. election. Right. Yeah. Okay, right. that's what it was. Okay, Mr. Now, Mr. City Attorney, Mayor, it's my opinion that items nine A, B, C, and D qualify for consideration in the closed session. Item A, B, and C under section 071 of the government code. Uh, consultation with attorney, item D, uh, 087, economic development matters. Oh. Recommend you entertain a motion. Hold. Second. second. Okay, motion second, go in executive session and advice the city attorney. All those in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign, motion carried. We're gonna recess in executive session. It is 622, according to the atomic clock. In You ready? Okay, it is 7.13 according to city uh, official clock. Mr. City Attorney. Mayor, uh, with respect to 9A, I uh, believe no action. Mm -hmm. 9B, I think the motion for the commission to consider is uh, for the city attorney to take the action Directed in executive session. So moved. Second. Your motion is second. All those in favor say aye. 
Aye. Aye. Opposed, same sign? Opposed. Okay. A motion. One, two, three. There was one opposed. One opposed. Motion carried. With respect to item C, I don't believe there's any action to take. And right. with respect to D, I think the motion would be uh, to instruct the city manager and city attorney to offer the incentives authorized in executive Don't move session. that stated. Second. Motion and second. Any discussion? If you're not all in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed, aye. same sign. Motion carried. Let me ask you a question. On the second motion on the election, we have one, two, three, and one nay. What's your vote? In vote. That's what I thought. Okay. I'm going to go nay. Three and two nay. It still passes, man. Huh? It, it still passes. passes. It still passes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Motion carried. All right. Okay. That's it. Adjourn. That's it. We're adjourned.